1046, is it okay to have a coffee or a Coke? <laughs> I'm lucky no one's homestone. I'll open it on air. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Don't do that. How are you going to stop me? I have a mute button, I think. I'm the director. You can't mute me. I am. I can. Try and mute me. I have a switcher here. I don't know what it does, but. There's no, it's Google. It's not that fancy. Yeah, it says control room. I don't know what it does, but there's stuff in there. Yeah. I got control room here, too. Look, I'm going to mute you. <laughs> don't start messing with things. Uh-oh. Mm, okay. Better not touch it. Yeah. You just said, do you wish to take control of this? Uh, oh, boy. This feed. <clears throat> I said, yes, I'd like to take my pants off. Oh. What uh, What kind of show is this? <laughs> oh, look who it is. Hey. What are we doing hey. for this episode? <laughs> Kevin from Buried on Mars, back hey, again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sitting in for the news segment. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's is that the only outfit you own? Why you were in the same clothes as the last episode? Yeah, no, it's like it's like my uniform now. You know, Joe, are you uh, opening up a beer there? It's only uh, ten to eleven a.m. Not if I was living in, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, East Coast. <laughs> sure, I don't know where the fuck. No. Yeah, if you if you're on the East Coast, yeah, you'd be uh, you'd be if ten, I was 10 over noon. At, uh, P1's place would be all be good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, speaking of uh, the East Coast and P1 and all that, uh, how is the Cartridge Club uh, going, Kev? Well, you're one of the head honchos over there now, are you? I wouldn't say a head honcho. <laughs> uh, it's going all right. This is going to be posted in a couple of weeks, right? This one episode. Yeah, two or yeah. three weeks. Well, we just, uh, I guess I could say we just took a big bit of a big hit because uh, uh, P1 has been called out to sea for seven months. Seven months? Yeah, start, starting in January. And uh, yeah, we're not, uh, I mean, the club will be fine. We'll be okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's a big, that's a big hole to fill. We had to fill it this past year for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. J-Rock did a stand-up job, but uh, seven months, that's going to be hard to do. Um, as a citizen of this nation, he is protecting. Should I be concerned or? <laughs> no, I It was. It was. Uh, I. I don't know how much he wants me to say, but uh, he had to. Uh, he was a last-minute replacement for okay. somebody that stepped stepped out. That had to step out. So. Oh, they found out. Uh, they found another gay guy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't ask and tell. Is that <laughs> Nazi Americans? I, I don't know what our government does with that. Oh well, shit, man, that's big news. Yeah. Um. So, any, anything else? Anything else going on over there? What is your title of the Cartridge Club management? Are you like I, uh, executive secretary or? Uh, I'm I'm the host of the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want a title. I don't want to run things. I like. You know, being the turd in the punch bowl, like when they say we should do this game, and I'm like the guy that I'm like the guy that says no, we shouldn't do this game because it's too expensive or whatever. That's, I guess I'm the um, treasurer. I guess try to try to keep the the club games at uh, a reasonable price. You know, 
because P2 likes to pick, you know, these obscure, you know, Super Nintendo games that are like three or $400 that aren't on the eShop. And I'm like, no, we can't do that. You can't expect people to go out and spend 300 bucks on this game. They got to pick something that people can get that's accessible <clears throat> and on other systems. Kev, how do you find it juggling everything with, uh, you know, your show, uh, guesting on other people's shows, creating the content, doing the Cartridge Club stuff? Um, well, I'm sweating right now because I'm supposed to have a video out tomorrow that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> I've, I've done this pickup video uh, that I, I've had to reshoot about three times because I've been unhappy with it uh, every single time. So I'm going to try to get that finished tonight. And then uh, I got everything ready for uh, we're recording Retro Fandango on Saturday. So I pretty much got everything ready for that. Um, just if a new, big news story breaks out, I'll have to do a couple of changes. But yeah, I, I pretty, I'm pretty much in a groove now. We do, you know, we do Retro Fandango every two weeks. And I've been putting out a video every week. So I just kind of, you know, I save the weekends for Sarah and myself because that's pretty much the only time we have together. And then uh, during the week, I just... I guess I'm just in a groove right now where I just uh, I try to do some shooting at home, and then I'm fortunate enough that I can get some stuff done at work on the slow nights, which is almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that last video you put out was it was pretty good, man. You realized you talked straight for like what was it, eight minutes? Straight. Yeah, there was there was only one edit in that video, and that was only because my camera um, I, I I shot it uh, with um, at the highest quality, and if it reaches, once it reaches two gigs, it's it creates a new file. Mm-hmm. So there, that, that was the only reason why there was one edit in that. Um, yeah, if I get worked up about something, uh, I could talk. I could talk for fifteen minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. Who knew you'd become this great orator of the uh, YouTubes? Oh, I, I still think I I kind of suck, but thanks. Anyways, I want to start a movement over there at this cartridge club of yours. Uh, I was going through, you know, the videos pull-down menu of all the people with the videos, and there's no uh, there's no Q Dog going on in the videos section. Oh, really? What's going on? They are the rock stars of YouTube right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, Dean runs the the website over there, so he's the he's the guy that you got to convince. Uh, he's pretty much taken over all the control of the website so that's what i mean like this that's why i don't want to be part of the decision making it's awesome i can just push it off onto someone else <laughs> i'm just i'm a content creator all right well jump on this grassroots movement with us to get uh i i'm all for that yeah no i've been really digging their videos uh i think that they are um uh likable people you know they got some, they got some personality on there and that and i love it when they bust your guys balls uh that's my favorite part the, when they wrap up the Retro Fandango wrap-up show. Right, easy now. Yeah, that's, that's good times. <laughs> well, uh, and Duke do over at Retro Nonsense. Who'd have thought I would look forward to a guy doing a video every night, but I was there yeah. waiting for him to publish every night. Yeah, me too. I couldn't, I couldn't watch every night, uh, but, you know, it would only be a day or two, and then I'd catch up on his couple of videos, but... Uh, yeah, he did a really good job. You know, he he posted everything too, warts and all. I know he wasn't happy with every single one of his videos he did, but uh, I think his his ratio was right up there. It was at least ninety eight percent good to like maybe two percent that weren't that great. But uh, yeah, he did an amazing job. All the power to him. Yeah, I think Joe's gonna do something like that soon. 
Yeah. Do you see Joe every day? 30 days? <clears throat> no, hell no. I've got nothing to talk about that's that interesting. But uh, I think the uh, the movement's on to eventually getting into the uh, the video aspect of this. Um, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing holding me back, honestly, is just not having the proper equipment for it. Well, you got you know, a camera right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to use the uh, the Mac camera. It's shit. I could always use my iPad camera or my, my other uh, digital recording camera, but I don't know. I just I know I wouldn't be happy with it. It would look like such an amateur job. Uh, come on. you know it's start off somewhere. Well, look, you know that Curtis does all of his uh, booty bonanza videos. He he does them all with his iPhone. He just talks Is into that his all iPhone. iPhone. Yeah, oh. and uh, same with um, Duke. Uh, Retro nonsense. All of his stuff is just done with. Uh, it's either he an does, iPhone or an iPad. Uh, he's on the iPad. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Curtis, though, I'm I'm loving their videos, man. I'm just doing this massive purge where I'm watching anything and all theirs. Yeah, you binge. You're binge watching. I've, uh, yeah, so far behind. I don't know. I don't know why I never watched her stuff earlier. But uh, yeah, Curtis has one of the best looking uh, channels uh, in in on YouTube, and yeah, it's all just done with that iPhone. It's all about the lighting. You just gotta get some uh, super lights going. Well, can't afford it. Spending money on video games. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Super Nintendo games, yeah, that'll put you in the poor house pretty quick. So what uh, what has your recent acquisitions been, Joe, for the Super Nintendo? <clears throat> well, I'm not going to... I guess I could mention the one I got today. Uh, the one I picked up today was Uncharted Waters New Horizon. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can I can tell you've heard of it. <laughs> uh, it. Uncharted Waters: New Horizon on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, never heard of it. No. Yeah, uh, it's another. It's uh, it's not a hack and slash game. It's one of those adventure ones where you're on a boat. Uh, sort of like uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, where you have to sort of style of where you're you're exploring uh, the new world country. Mm-hmm. Uh, on your boat and meeting up with other cultures and just trying to build up resources as you traverse uh, and, and discover, you know, it's like the uh, back in the old days when they're on the, the big wooden boats trying to discover land and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't know what made me buy it. I just, I saw it. The reviews online looked interesting. Um, check it out. I'm not happy with the price I paid for it, but it's in excellent condition. Hmm. And I've got one that should be arriving t today at some point. Are you uh, crazy enough that you're going to go complete? No. You're, no. Just, you're going to be getting all the good games? I've always been an RPGer and anything along that lines of style, so I'm not going to get any sports games. I'm not going to get uh, even games like, you know, Donkey Kong bullshit, whatever it's called. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think that's I'll, the official I'll play title. it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, to buy it, right? Right. You know, Final Fantasies, uh, Ultimas, uh, Zeldas, New Horizons kind of style. Hmm. He has a zero fun policy. If the game seems fun right off the bat, right off the bat. I find that fun. I love spending hours exploring and just building up <laughs> your uh, characters and... Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know. I've always been an RPGer. Yeah, I, I see the uh, 
the appeal to it too. I, I get sucked into uh, RPGs. I wasn't into RPGs at all for the longest time, and it was actually the Xbox 360, you know, playing Fallout 3 and uh, Fable on the Xbox before that, and uh, what was the other one? The big RPG. Uh, Oblivion. Stuff like that. Like, that really got me into RPGs. And then there's actually this game on uh, the DS called uh, Retro Game Challenge. And uh, it's it's actually hard to find now, which is kind of crazy, because I just picked it up, like, for 20 bucks one day. And it's, it's a really fun game, and it does, like, it gives you all these retro game challenges in this, in this game. And one of them was uh, this little RPG. And I started playing it, and I'm really digging this thing. And I'm like, what? Like, I, like all the games were based on, like, there was, like, a, a Pac-Man kind of game, a Galaxian kind of game and all that. I'm trying, like, what, what kind of RPG is this? Like, what kind of game is this from? And so I'm looking at it, and they're saying it's, it's like a Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy game. And I'm like, really? So then I started going back, and I started playing all the Final Fantasies and um, a couple of Dragon Quest games and that. And... Yeah, it, it just sucked me in ever since, and I, I've really been uh, digging it. So I, I, I'm with you, Joe. I, I, could, I don't think I could play them steadily like a lot of people can, but you know, two or three times a year I can get into a good RPG. And you know what it is, too, is you, for me, I think you get the most bang for your buck out of those games, too. You do get a lot of hours, yeah. <laughs> Anything you can throw like 60-plus hours in, uh, to me it's worth it. And then, Because I'm sure we've all experienced it where we bought a game and you know, you're done it within – two days right mm-hmm. i remember back when you know i bought like contra or little style of games would be like oh you spend 69 dollars on it and then uh two days later you're done it already yeah 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 definitely i i do see the appeal though to to a shorter game though too sometimes you know it all depends on the game you know i think i think if contra lasted 60 hours <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the classic that it's considered today so Bill, you want to wake up there? What? Yeah, Bill's sleeping in this couch. episode. This is good. R- <laughs> RPGs. Yeah. Lying back on the couch there. It was like a <laughs> little uh, uh, psychiatrist session there. So. Yeah, I'd like to say I don't like RPGs, but I do like a lot of, uh, you know, I, I don't even think of Fallout 3 as an RPG because it's so fun, but yeah, I guess it is. And uh, yeah, the Zelda's I mean, and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, Joe does these really hardcore, where you got to write notes and shit, and you know all these. You got to write a whole series of codes and numbers down. And there's no <laughs> graphics; it's all just still frames. Yeah, well, that's the other one that I should be coming today or tomorrow. Um, Numenaga's ambition. No, I don't know that one. Numenaga's ambition. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yep. I, I'm I'm not a connoisseur of of the uh, Super Nintendo RPGs. I know I know Final Fantasy and and Dragon's Quest, and I don't even think a a Dragon's Quest came out on the Super Nintendo here. I don't think. Hmm. Well, what can I bring to the game conversation? Oh, what about uh, I've heard that the PlayStation Five has a has a coming out date nowadays. Have you heard this? The PlayStation 5? 5. Yeah. A coming out date. Let's yeah, they're, this. Saying, they're saying 2018. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't see that happening because the PlayStation 4 is selling really well. Well, the deal is 
why the the uh, manufacturers are scrambling to move on to the next generation is because of 4K. No uh-huh. one built that into the current system, and 4K's really taken over at a fast pace. Is it? Well, kinda, yeah. I'd say, like, even uh, the broadcasters are trying to figure out ways to uh, broadcast in 4K now. But so, no, not many people have a 4K TV. I mean, I, I, st- I, I bought my HD TV in 2008, and I still think of it as new, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it still works. It still looks great. Yeah, 100%, and I agree with you, uh, totally. But if you look at any, uh, like, Best Buy flyer or any like television flyer it's all 4k tvs everyone's selling they're convincing people your new tv has to be 4k hmm. 4k oh. does look good well I, I i can imagine yeah it does but uh i don't know i it it's the 360 lasted a long time because it sold well same with the playstation 3 those consoles lasted as long they you know usual the usual cycle was was five years but the reason why these lasted so long is because they, you know, they, they sold really well. And there wasn't much point in uh, moving on uh, until it got to the point where, you know, the games caught up. You know, like they could, they were cramming as much as they possibly could into those systems. You know, like GTA V and, and um, uh, The Last of Us. You know, you couldn't, like, they, they peaked. And I don't see that happening with these consoles for a long time yet. They've just only... I mean, they're about three years, two years in. Yeah, the Wii U is three years old. These two, so they're two years in. They still only scratched the surface on what they can do with these machines. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. But even if but it's it, like Bill said, two or three years down the road, isn't that isn't that time enough to make the next transition to the to the next system? Uh, three years, yeah. So we got twenty six. So what what was the date? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So we're talking, yeah, it'd be under five years for this console. Yeah. Like Nintendo is moving on from the Wii U, it appears. It appears that they're, I wouldn't be surprised if at E3 2016, you're going to see an announcement for a new console because the Wii U is not selling well, you know, and they want to move in. Here, See, this is the thing with, when it comes with uh, selling consoles, just like we were talking about television shows in the last episode, the, the part where they lose money on the consoles is when they're they're building the new console, they're making it, they're investing all the time and energy into making a new console. And then you just sit back and relax for the you know the next four or five years and just let the money come in because you know you're doing little improvements and all that, but it's not the the money investment that you're that you're making uh, when you're making something new, you know. So yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Continue, Kev. I, I I just say like so like them jumping on to an, another console so quickly they're missing out on years of them just sitting back and and making money on on a console that they already can make money off of you know is there any way that they can or do you maybe foresee this in the future where they take the Apple model and <clears throat> maybe some way every year or every two years bring out an improvement to the system so that more people are continually buying and there's going to be a greater greater turnover on these systems? They kind of already do. Uh, you know, you get a better hard drive, controllers are better, you, you know, the, so they, they kind of do that in little increments. But the the problem is, is that you can't, uh, with, 
you like it, like Nintendo did with the with the DS. They came up with that Nintendo DS XL or I can't remember. It was like the new Nintendo D, DS. The problem is, is when you do that and you start coming out with games exclusively for that, you lose a lot of your um, of your audience. You know that haven't moved on to the new system, right? You still have to make it so that uh, people can buy and play the games on the console that they already bought. You know, Apple is like really unique, where they can they can kind of do that. People kind of expect to move on to the to the next thing and all that. I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's a device that's in their hands and they use every day, but for a console that most people use once in a while, they're not like us where they're playing it every day, right? You're you're not inclined to to upgrade every year unless you're really into games. Hmm. So if Nintendo rolls something out next year, are they going to fall victim to coming out at the wrong time again? Because they probably won't be up to speed with the 4K. And then in a couple of years when the big boys come out with theirs, that'll be full-on 4K. Nintendo again will be... Yeah, if if they go to 4K that quickly, I can't see them doing it. Uh, I, I don't know. I Yeah, could be. <laughs> like, I understand the Wii U's not selling well. I think the problem is uh, a lot of stuff that they could fix. You know, like, they, they're really stubborn on a lot of, like, the pricing, for one thing, of uh, the... Um, um, Digital downloads. You know, if they had uh, something like I've been saying this for years, if they had something like PlayStation Plus on the Wii U, where you could just pay a monthly subscription and all those games, all those like just their virtual console games, were open to you. That's something that you could really sell to people. You know, you get this, you get all the you know old Mario games, all the uh, Castlevania games, anything that's on the Wii U. You're basically paying rent. Or, or renting these games, you know, every month. And as soon as your subscri- subscription's done, then, then the games go away. But that's monthly income that Nintendo could could generate with, with the Wii U. They don't need a new console to do that. But they're really stubborn. They, they're, you know, they feel as if their games are worth so much, and you don't just give that away for free. And I understand that, but that's something simple that they could easily do that they just refuse to do. Yeah. I, are, are you afraid these companies could take that model too far? Like, is that the next step where when the next consoles come out, you will have to pay a monthly service to get new games? There's, there's real benefits to it. Like I think PlayStation plus is a really good service for people. And you know, I'm not a, not the biggest Sony fan, but they Sony really knocked it out of the park with PlayStation plus, you know, to give it, all you're really introducing is games to people that they normally normally wouldn't buy. Right, and that's only going to get them hooked on new things and and uh, new and it's a good service, especially if you have uh, both a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, and a Vita. You're getting a ton of games for for it's it's dollars a month, you know, really. Uh, it's what fifty dollars a year, so it's like five bucks a month. You're getting all these games that you can download on your system. It's really good for the for the consumer. Um, you know, Netflix, like, look how many, how many of us have Netflix, you know, and we just have it cause it's only $8 a month and, uh, you might watch it. Like you might binge watch like two or three shows a year, you know, but you keep it. And that's money that they generate on, on something that they normally wouldn't get from you. If they were charging, you know, 
25 bucks for a season or something like that. That's something that I wouldn't be inclined to buy, but because it's just there and it's convenient and it's something that I feel like I want to watch, you know, and, and so I, I kind of see the benefit of, of that. It's something that I'm not afraid of. If you want and it's something that's optional, you don't have to buy it. Right. If you don't like it, I'm saying, what if that's what the next uh, game delivery system is? There will be no discs. There will be no anything except for this over-the-top service that you have to subscribe to with your new console. Uh, I I feel is I know that a lot of people are afraid of that, and I think that there will be a lot of games that do that. To me, there will always be collecting. Look at vinyl records. There there they'll always be there. There'll always be people that want to go and buy a physical copy of things. It won't be mainstream. It won't be something that you could easily go to the store and get, but you could still order it. You could still have your mom and pop shops and stuff like that. You'll still be able to buy physical discs unless they get rid of them altogether on the console, right? They get rid of the disc drive altogether. Right. That's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. But you know what? There'll probably be like some sort of, you know, two two different versions of the PlayStation Four, the more expensive one with the the disc drive or something like that, or you can hook up an external DVD drive or Blu-ray drive to it, or Something I think there will always be collecting involved, um, but if if a game is really worth it, if it really comes out and it's really worth it, there'll be a physical copy that you could buy. I think, anyways. Are you excited for the uh, Shaq Fu reboot coming out? No, not at all. No. Where did that I don't come think from? We, I, I, I think that. We go back into the well too many times. You know, we, we keep going back to these older games and bringing them back and all that. Do something new. You know, do something new and interesting. Quit going back to this stuff. Like, I, you know, I get excited when they start going on about NBA Jam and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, bring that stuff back. When That stuff's great. But, I mean, Shaq Fu, Shaq Fu doesn't need to, to come back. It was bad back then. You don't, we don't need to go back into that well. <laughs> Well, is that enough game talk for us? We lost <laughs> all of our uh, non-gamer listeners right now. Not me. I could talk about games for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. another three hours. Uh, so wh- I wonder when this is coming out. We can't talk about Christmas shopping because that might have already happened. Hmm. What else we is going on? We can't talk about Christmas shopping? I don't know. Do you have any good Christmas shopping stories? Uh, how about a, uh, well, as you know, um, I got, uh, two Xbox ones now, right? <laughs> Sarah, yes. Sarah, Sarah bought herself a, an Xbox one on, on black Friday. How about some black Friday? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she, uh, her, I, I don't know if you heard, but on retro Fandango, I told a story where her, uh, Xbox 360 broke when I moved it into the room and, uh, she wanted. She, we were looking at replacing the the 360, and uh, it wasn't on sale on Black Friday weekend, but the uh, Xbox Ones were. And I told I told that story of how we went and we got it for uh, 50 bucks, or no, sorry, it was 130 bucks. It had like a 50 dollar uh, gift card. Uh, she traded in a bunch of uh, shoppers points and all that. But I didn't tell you the the debacle uh, when we went and uh, actually bought the thing. First of all, we tried. We we were looking at Xbox Ones before that, just because uh, we were thinking of we when we were thinking about doing the one console challenge about having two, and then we thought it was too crazy to have two. But we went into a shoppers weeks before, 
And we asked if they had any Xbox Ones because she had these points, right, that she could trade in. So we're just seeing if they had them. And uh, they didn't have any. So when the Black Friday sale came out, Sarah was looking at the, at the, at the flyer. She saw the $50 off and like they didn't have any last week. So she, uh, or last time we went and uh, she saw that they were, uh, she called, she actually called to see if they had any and they had three or four uh, at the shoppers just around the corner from our place. So we drove over there, we got it, we got, you know, uh, we went and asked somebody for the Xbox one and they said, oh no, we don't have any. And then she looked like, wait, did you just call? And and uh, Sarah said, yeah, I, I just called here. And, and she's like, oh, okay, you talked to my boss. Okay, yeah, we do have an Xbox One. So they were <laughs> they were hiding them for some reason. That was that was a little bizarre. So uh, we get the Xbox One. We go up to the counter. Uh, Sarah trades in her points and all that. And uh, you know, price comes up and all that. And she would get all rung through. And then and there's nobody there, right? Like there was you know just us uh, and the one person at the counter. Nobody in line or anything like that. So she rings us all through, and then the $50 uh, credit uh, comes up. And uh, Sarah's like, hey, where's what about the $50 card? And the girl behind the counter has no idea what we're talking about. So we got to go get the flyer. We show her in the flyer. There's the thing. Okay, so she punches in the code, and it's not working. No $50 card is coming up. And I'm thinking to myself, just give us a $50 card. You know, like whatever. It says it in there or whatever. So they can't figure it out and all that. She calls over the other another person, uh, and this person seems to know a little bit more what they're doing. She looks at it. She's like, okay, uh, just return it. Return the Xbox One. Buy it again to go through the whole process again, and then punch in, punch in the code. So we go through the whole process of returning it and all that. Meanwhile, the lineup starts up behind <laughs> us, right? The lineup is just building and building and building. So the the, the other girl that came over to help us, uh, opens up another register. The person behind us goes over to the other register. She was the next person in the line, and she's returning. It was like a an air pillow or something like that that she's returning that she bought at Shoppers Drug Mart, but she didn't buy at that store. So she starts raising a stink at the other. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lineup is just building, right? It's like more and more people like they're standing there with their orange juice and their loaf of bread, and they just got like this pissed off look on their face. All that because we're taking up a line and this woman's taking up the line. So they go, we go through the whole process. We return the Xbox One, uh, and then she starts trying to, uh, you know, trying to go ring it through again, and it won't ring through because the Xbox One is now like it's like in in Shoppers Drug Mart limbo, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like it doesn't know where it is. <laughs> it's like the the system yeah. doesn't know where this thing is. It it thinks it sold it, but it's not there yet, and all that. So the woman, this girl doesn't know what to do. She's just standing there, right? And she's, the, the girl that helped us before, she's dealing with that other customer and all that. So finally, they call somebody else in, like a, a manager or something like that. Because it turns out that she can't recharge for this thing because it's such an expensive item. So the, the manager comes over and she comes in and she's looking at it and she's like, the first thing she says is, why are you returning this thing? You just bought it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so then we explain everything with the thing. So she gets, she punches in the codes and uh, gets everything to ring through and all that. She's like, okay, good. And then she takes off. And I'm thinking to myself, why are you leaving? This isn't done yet. So, of course, you know, we go through the whole thing and all that. And then she punches in the code for the $50 uh, gift card and nothing's happening. It's not working. So we're still standing there. 
So I have to call the 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 manager back. The manager turns out is is helping another customer. The the, the other woman and and the lineup is still building. It is still building. You know, more people standing there with orange juice and and loaves of bread. And <laughs> I'm I'm surprised like people just aren't dropping stuff and just leaving, right? Because it's it's been like 10, 15 minutes now that we've been standing there. Yeah, and you're so, like, hey, I need my second Xbox One. <laughs> of course, yeah. Come on, I'm entitled to it here. Yes. <laughs> So, so finally, the, the manager wraps up with the other customer. She comes over, punches in her codes once again, do, 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 and it turns out that it, the, you know, the thing's not working or whatever. Oh, okay, you know what? Just charge them thing and uh, grab a, a $50 card off of the uh, spigot and, and just give it to them. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't we just do this 10, 15 <laughs> minutes ago? You know? So we finally get punched through, rung through, and got our $50 card and second Xbox One and got out of there. So that's my Black Friday story. Yeah, first world problems. Yeah, big time. And now they're shopping around for their third Xbox One. Well, you know, I we're thinking we need one downstairs. You know, it's too much work to go upstairs to <laughs> to play a game sometimes. So. Mm. Wow. Bill, when are you going to get a new system, man? Uh, well, all this Kevin talk about Xbox Ones and stuff got my juices going, and. Uh, I've been looking, but I don't. I don't want one. I do not want one. But they got my juices going. I've been checking out prices and deals, but uh, Black Friday didn't do it for me. They didn't come down enough for me, and um, I, don't know, I just don't. I don't want to get into one. I really don't want to get into one. I don't want to spend ninety dollars on a game. I don't want to have to wait two hours to install a game. I don't want to. Mm. You know, I have a massive. I got like tons of games here that I haven't even played for the 360. I like haven't even put in once, haven't even taken out of the shrink wrap. So if a good deal comes along, maybe, but I, I, don't, I really don't want to. I don't want to get get put into that, uh, these buying these expensive games. Holy mackerel. Well, uh, the, the consoles have been out long enough now that you don't have to, like I'm, I'm in the position now where there's a bunch of games that came out for this console generation that I haven't got to yet, you know, like uh, Dragon Age, The Witcher Three, uh, you know, Fallout Four, a bunch of games that within the next year or so are going to come out, you know, and are going to be you're going to be able to get deals on them, you know. Uh, I haven't spent. I mean, they're. I think the the new games now they're they're eighty bucks now. It's crazy, but I haven't bought any game brand new. You know, I've spent. I got a couple for like 15 bucks, 10 bucks. I think the most I spent was uh, for the Gears of War, um, which comes with uh, the Gears of War remake and then all the other Gears of War games that came out on, on, the, th on the 360. And that was a Black Friday uh, sale for 30 bucks. You know, so there are still a lot of deals uh, for the, the newer generation. Like they've been, the console has been out long enough now that you can get some good, good deals on some games. But you're right, the two-hour download, I mean, that's like you buy a new game, you're going to come home, you're going to have to wait for it to install, you know, for a bit. You can't still play the games while they're installing, but you're limited as to what you can do in that, you know. Like we discovered that uh, when we got the Xbox One home, we started installing uh, Gears of War. Sarah could play the single-player campaign, but, uh, you know, and it was only about 20% installed, but she couldn't play uh, the game online with me. It had to fully install before it could do that. So 
Hmm. Are you, do you have like an unlimited data plan with your home network or? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, you know what? There is a, there is a cap on it. Um, but the, the service that I'm with, the guy told me they don't have any way to monitor my cap. <laughs> so he's like, you know, I could get the unlimited plan and pay for the unlimited plan. But he said, basically, get the one with the cap. We have no way to monitor it if you go over. So <laughs> just, you know, so I, I don't know if I've ever gone over or not. Uh, I've never got any sort of notification or anything if I have. So do so you think uh Next gen gamers pretty much have to have unlimited plans nowadays with everything that's being downloaded. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go um, uh, and buy you know buy digital only, which is probably what a lot of games will be. I mean, it's that's the other thing too. I mean, these games are are 40 and 50 gigs already. When we get up to 4K, <laughs> 4K resolution, and all those textures have to be in 4K. I mean, that the majority of your of your of your game is uh, textures and uh, sound. Like the reason why a lot of these games are so huge right now is that they are, um, it's uncompressed sound, four point or 7.1 sound in a lot of these games. Um, so yeah, it, it, once you step up to 4K, those textures are only gonna get more and more big. And uh, yeah, that's, that's only gonna make the games bigger. So probably, oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Is is your disc spinning at all in the Xbox One, or is it all fully installed? Is it pulling sound at least from the discs? No, no, it can't. Right, it can't. the The machine can't spin the disc fast enough to keep up with the game. There would be too much uh, latency. So uh, it ins it just fully installs everything off on the hard drive and runs everything off the hard drive. It only it only uses the disc for authorization. So you got uh, two what five hundred gig hard drive uh, models? Yeah. Is that, you feel that that's enough or? No, I went and got, get the... here, here's, here's the thing. Don't, the one terabyte system, I, I wouldn't bother getting because it's $100 more for 500 extra gigs. Uh, for 130 bucks, get yourself an external hard drive. Really easy to, to, you just plug it in and it's done. It does everything for you. And you get, you can get like a two terabyte uh, drive for 130 bucks that's compatible with the xbox one so you're getting you know two and a half terabytes instead of just one terabyte for for a much better price hmm. yeah that makes sense what about those uh those little the passport uh flash not flash but the little passport hard drives yeah they're not they wouldn't they're not fast enough to use are they yeah, no, they're 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 good. That's what I use. I got a Seagate. I think it's Seagate or no, it's Western Digital uh, Flash or uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't have external power or anything like that. Oh. It's two terabytes and uh, yeah, I got Gears of War installed on it and it, uh, it runs just fine. Hmm. Uh, so what do you think, Joe? You should get in on this Xbox business. Now's the time to uh, jump shores to uh, Microsoft. Uh, well, first thing I'm going to do is mod that original Xbox and kind yes. of get some instructions up. Right. But, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. It's, uh, I've always been a PlayStation guy, so I have to get the next PlayStation. But while you guys were talking, I was just thinking about how we mentioned 
they're talking with the new systems coming out within a couple of years, maybe, maybe not. So is it worth coughing up the money now and and getting the new one? When I'll be honest, man, I don't really have the interest in it. There's not no game out there right now has has me peaked in terms of I got to buy this system to play this game. Um, we'll see how see how much prices come down maybe in the next year or so. But until then, it's just like I just my money's dedicated elsewhere, right? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, prices will come down. I know, like it came, they came down a bit in the states. They came down about fifty bucks, but in Canada, our dollar keeps, you know, as our dollar drops, they keep raising the price of the console. So, yeah. so I don't know. Like, like when the PlayStation Four launched here in Canada, it was four, four hundred dollars. Now, even after a price drop, it's four hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Hmm. Hmm. And it was at four, it was at four fifty for for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's way too much. Like, I don't know what my PS three I paid five hundred I think, and that was that was on the first day that it came out. Yeah, it was it was an expensive console when it launched. So, Kevin, you're gonna get Fallout four for the PC or for your Xbox? Well, um, if I could find it within the next year, um, because I'm I'm playing the Xbox One. Uh, for the challenge. If I can find it for a decent price, if it comes out, maybe a game of the year edition or something like that, I'll pick it up for the Xbox One. Um, if, you know, there's there's plenty of other games that I could get in the meantime. You know, to, to there's a bunch of games I have already that I haven't played yet, like the new Batman game. Um, there's Saints Row 4. I have, there's a bunch of games that I have that I haven't got to yet, so. Did you finish Fallout 3? Yeah. A long, I, I bought that was one of the few games that I got at launch, uh, you know, way back that way back in the day. It was actually, it was actually Fallout Three was the game that uh, my Xbox 360 red ringed on. <laughs> oh, cool. yeah. So that's another reason why I kind of I'm holding off on on uh, you know th- those games launches with, with so much bugs in that, and even though it's probably not very realistic to believe that Fallout Three caused my machine to red ring, I know that it was pushing the machine. Uh, a lot, and uh, so I'd rather just wait for all the patches and everything to come out, and just wait on it. How long? How far are you going to get on this uh, one console challenge? You think? I, I think I'm going to uh, January first, uh, <laughs> 2017. I think I'll be able to do it. Not sneaking that PC in at all. Nope. No, I'll be able to do it. <laughs> do you, you do you pay a membership for your Steam? No. Steam's no. completely free. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm not gonna. Are, sorry, Bill. You're not gonna log into that at all in the year. I even, uh, you know, I kind of been doing it already. I've only played Xbox consoles uh, since we kind of like since uh, November, like last month, for about a month now. Um, there was a, a big GOG sale. I completely ignored it. Uh, there was a, the Steam sale. I completely ignored that. I actually find it kind of refreshing because I was kind of getting overwhelmed with collecting for all these systems. So I'm I'm kind of enjoying just concentrating on on the Xbox consoles. Uh, it's I actually find it a little bit of a of a relief, if you can believe it or not. <laughs> Do you think you have enough uh, enough stuff that you could, um, like at the next Waterloo thing, uh, open a booth? 
Yeah, so if that I don't. Something you're looking for, looking to do. The thing is, is that I, I think the people that go to the Waterloo Game Swap are looking for old games, and I don't have a lot of old games. I got a lot of PS3 and PS2 stuff that I'm looking to to trade, and uh, I don't think I don't think that's the the crowd. That's the audience there, honestly, because I see a lot of tables with just a lot of disc stuff that just sit there, like nobody's really picking them up. They're looking for old Super Nintendo, old. That's what you got to go to, Joe. If you want complete in-box Super Nintendo stuff, that you, that's pretty hard to find. The Waterloo Game Swap coming up. I think it's coming up in April. That's what you got to go to. Oh, sure. I was planning on going. I thought we were all going together. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> Loading up the car already. I keep uh, passing on deals on Kijiji, like lots of stuff, like a uh, lot of uh, stuff because uh, they won't break up the lot to sell me just what I want. And I'm like, well, should I just get the whole thing and just start piling up like inventory to like go in with somebody and get a table at one of these, these venues and then sell it all off. Uh, I kind of hate passing on all this stuff. What, uh, like what is it old Nintendo stuff or is it uh disc based stuff like PS2 and that? Well, a little bit of both, but mostly, uh, Mostly disc-based stuff. Yeah. PlayStation 2 stuff. And, uh, well, like that Super Nintendo deal I told you about in the last episode, that would have had stuff I could have gotten rid of. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm all the time seeing packages on Kijiji that uh, maybe I could pony up for and just uh, build inventory. But, I don't know, it's uh, daunting to take on the risk to sell later. But... Uh, I was wondering where you're at with uh, with that, if you were thinking of becoming a seller at one of these things. Yeah, no, I, the thought did cross my mind, but I, I just don't... For for the inventory that I do have, I don't think it'd be, it'd be worth it. Hmm. Maybe we should explore the idea of uh, combining forces at some point. Yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be for that. We're going to make a plan a few months down the road. We're doing this, so start start buying up shit. Yeah, uh, buying up shit. That's that's the easy part. <laughs> it's yeah. the selling. That's that's the tough part. Yeah. I I don't like uh, for me Kijiji here is is the area I'm in is not worth it. Like I don't find any deals at all. Uh, I'm in a very um, uh, how do I say this politically correct? I'm in a very East Asian heavy area, and it seems like video games are highly coveted so they charge a lot when they sell it they they keep a lot they hoard a lot it's really not easy to find i think if you if i wanted to build like a, a library or or a, an inventory like that i'd have to like do like a, a summer of a lot of uh, yard sailing you know hardcore yard sailing to really build up something like that mhm you didn't have much luck even yard sailing in your area. Well, now I only went to travel quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, in my area, forget it. I did, yeah. And I only went out a, a few times, but still it was like, you know, a half hour, 45 minute drive from where I live that I found a couple of good uh, good spots, um, some good finds, but that that was it. And honestly, I only, I only probably went out about maybe three or four times. That was it. 
Oh, well. Enough of this game shit. Hey, Joe? <laughs> Fuck, what's he doing over there? Hey, he's still cleaning up his room. Is he frozen? I was just making notes on what we were talking about. Oh, that's good. Good radio. <laughs> Joe taking notes. If if someone's got to do it. Jesus. Well, let's talk. Uh, by now, that Star Wars movie has come out. I don't know if you heard of that. Uh, I can I can I go to the bathroom for a second? I really got to go. <laughs> Sorry. Game talk is game talk is done. So. I'll be back in a sec. It's coffee. It does it to me. I'll be oh right back. Oh my god. There he goes. I got to edit this now. 80-year-old man. <laughs> I still haven't gone. Since I got up. <laughs> Since he got up. It's all those squats you do. Is Yeah, it's a, but that's the other end of my lower extremities that I can contain. Yeah. Did you pass on that Crystal Xbox you saw on Kijiji? <sighs> I, yeah, I made a play for it. Well, you were there. I sent an email out, and uh, yeah, the jerk-off never got back to me. Mm. And then he re-upped the ad and jacked the price up. Really? Yeah, it's 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 still reasonable, but... Um, Maybe he uh, took a look at what it was going for elsewhere, decided he was charging too low. Yeah, and he also added how he could meet at a better place remember i said it was like way in the boonies right he uh said uh you can either meet here or i'll meet you like at the main highway at the crossroads so people from toronto could just come up the highway kind of thing did you did you tell them though hey man i i i emailed you prior and asked asked you about this price and then i noticed that you just pulled it and reposted it um any thought on my original asking price for your original <laughs> ad? No, no, no. I'm not, I, think, I don't really need it. So I'm not really that hot about it. You know, yeah. I'm not a collector that I need to have all these on the wall. I, I, I might, I might even sell it later if I get it. It was, might have been just a money making thing for me, but I, I, I wasn't that hot on it. And when they don't respond to me like that, uh, I don't even want to deal with them. Yeah, I agree. I've been having no luck trying to sell a few things on Kijiji myself, uh, Transformers-wise, so I think I'm going to take the leap and maybe throw a little bit on eBay. And I've never sold on eBay before, so I'm a little hesitant about it. But the way the uh, the way the American dollar is right now to the Canadian, I can get a lot more than what I'm... I'm just asking to break even on Kijiji, too. Mm-hmm. I just don't... You know, if someone thinks I, I'm lowballing them... Uh, it, it, you could still be cordial and respond. Like my emails are, are always uh, very mannerly and, uh, you know, well punctuated. <laughs> because you're brought up properly and you know how to communicate normally with other people. Yeah. Not and it's yes, no answers or, and you're not a fucking 12 year old kid who's got no brains. Yeah. And if you think it's a low ball, just come back with either no or, a counter offer. It's called negotiation. It's not, you know, we want to talk about douchebags on Kijiji. I showed you those ads from that dirt bag. That's he reposted a whole bunch of ads. So he's probably got 20 different ads for different various video games and video game lots. And all of them, he doesn't give any prices for. And he uh, has a sentence at the bottom of every ad saying, uh, Emails asking for prices will be ignored. 
Yeah. <laughs> just looking yeah. for offers, and uh, the best offer will be considered. Just looking to rip you off if you're stupid enough not to know what it's worth. It, so, well, well that's that's probably why you, you you know, like you said, you're cordial, but these people that you send not necessarily lowball offers to, but just an offer is they're probably dealing with they're inundated with those kind of things all the time on e on Kijiji, right? So it can be a little frustrating, but yeah, right, little, I think a little courtesy just goes a far away. But this douchebag that says all emails, you know, requesting prices will be ignored. How can you be a seller and not have a price? Like you're going to waste my time by, you know, me starting off the whole process. You're the one putting the ad up. Yeah. Uh, actually, it might have been Kevin putting those ads up. We should wait to see when he. Oh, hey, Kev. Hey, hey. what's happening? <laughs> Doesn't that frustrate you? Some of these ads on Kijiji. I, I can't. I can't even deal with it. You know, I had I had one really good Kijiji experience about when I when I first got into collecting in 2010. I bought a Sega Master System off a guy. He bought it was the Master System, a couple of controllers, about three or four games, and he sold it to me for 25 bucks. And you know, nice guy, cordial guy, and all that. And it's like, wow, this Kijiji thing is is really happening. This is really nice. And that was my last good experience. The rest have been Oh, actually, I did have one more, but I still had to drive across town to go pick up the games, and that guy was okay. But the rest have been, yeah, like you're saying, they they ignore your emails. Um, uh, they don't. It's just lack of communication. They don't respond or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I remember like one guy was selling. I didn't have Excite Bike yet, and uh, he had it there for five bucks. I said, hey, I'll I'll take that for five bucks, and I got okay. Like. <laughs> No, like, okay, where do you want to meet up? And I'll, so I'm like, okay, uh, okay, so when do you want to do this? When do you want to meet up? And never, never got anything back from him. So I don't know. He probably sold it to somebody else or something like that. I don't know. But that that's the majority of my Kijiji, you know, the, the, the two or three times a year where I actually find somebody selling something reasonable on that site. Do you spend a lot of time hunting, Kev, or is it just um, like... On on Kijiji, Kijiji I, I just, or eBay, that kind of thing, where you basically yeah. are, are you on every day looking, or is it just when you got? Yeah, I have I have uh, my my eBay app, and I have like what I'm looking for, like yeah. I'm 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 actively searching for it. Um, I only buy from Canadians right now. There's no point in buying from a, from an American because the price is just too high, and then the shipping is just outrageous. Um, you got to be careful though with with buying from Canadian like you got to especially if you're buying from Quebec because I've been burnt a few times where it's like complete in box and I get it and it, the the manual's in French and <laughs> which is oh. completely useless. That's the you rare know? version. Yeah, sure, the rare version that nobody wants. So um, I, I love collecting uh, Canadian only items. Oh, I got a few for you. If you want to uh, make a yeah. trade, then uh, I got some French Super stuff here for you. Super Nintendo? No, I, Super Nintendo. Forget it, man. Forget it. Yeah, and anything like that, like. Let me take them off your hands. They're taking up space in your room. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything like Super Nintendo, and forget it. Like everybody's charging way too much for that right now. So. Do you ever? Do you ever? Are you into like collecting rare variants? Like, say, you know. Canadian only or anything other like that? 
No, if I run across it, like I, I, uh, last weekend, I have, I have a game stranglehold on the 360 already, but, uh, at EB games, they had the collector's edition and it was, I think it was priced incorrectly because it was priced as the regular, the price of the regular game, which was $4. So it it came with a couple extra discs and a big thick manual and all that. So I, I picked that up because it was four bucks. Why not? So if I run into it, yeah, I'll, I'll grab it, but I don't actively seek that out. Um, I do have like on my eBay list, I have like uh, some of the searches are Xbox limited, Xbox collector's edition, stuff like that. And I'll look at them if they're reasonably priced and grab them. But I'm not, you know, I don't need two different copies of the same game. You don't need one to open, one to display, no. and uh, <laughs> no, I'm not, one just in case. No, I'm not that crazy. I I like I like games. You know, I like playing games. And even even in this, um, I, I mentioned it in my uh, last pickup video. If I actually like it and I actually release it, um, like a lot of the collector's editions, they're way too big. You know, they're these huge monster boxes with filled with stuff. And to me, it's like I got a couple that are like that, and they're too big. You know, I got space for for a couple of them, and that's it. I like the smaller ones that you can actually fit on the shelf, and that. So, kind of look out for those, and they're and they're usually more reasonably priced too. Right. But as a collector's edition, though, you're, all the stuff you're obviously just getting it for yourself, never in terms of like a future resale value. Or yeah, like no, I I know you guys have that thing where if you can't resell it, you won't buy it. I'm I'm all about. I'm, Who has that? You, you guys, you both, you say it all the time. I, I, it's got to be something I can resell in a, a few years. To me, it's all about fun. If it's going to be a fun game, then that's that's what I want. I'll spend dollars on on myself having fun. Hmm. You don't say that, Joe. Say what? <laughs> no, not really. Like, well, transformer wise, I, I'd probably say. It's more just because I've I've won it and I like it. Um, you can never bank on a uh, resale value on anything, I think, unless it's something super rare. And but really, that's few and far between. Uh, in video games, I, I really don't think there's. I don't. I just, I just don't do it for that. And I don't. I don't know what else I can say. I just use it as a guideline. I don't want to spend more than what I could get for it. That's my. So I know I'm not getting ripped off. That's. That's all. So I have an mm. edit if I want to get rid of things. But you don't buy it in terms of thinking I can always resell it, right? You buy it because you like it. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But I use that guideline as it is sellable, saleable, and uh, I could get what I paid for it out of it at least. Or in the terms of uh, the Hyperstone, many more times than what I paid for it. <laughs> Yeah, about 65 times. <laughs> uh, so uh, before you went um, for your old man pee break there. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about the Star Wars. You're a big Star Wars guy. I am? Yeah. I like them. I like the first three movies. I liked them when I was a kid. I still like them. Not into... I, I don't think I'm into anything that's been Star Wars related since... When did the when did the re-release? 1998, 97. Yeah, since I haven't been into anything that they've done with Star Wars since 1997. It's all been garbage to me. <laughs> uh, you should check out the new uh, Star Wars Rebels TV show. I'm really liking that. I have heard that's good. Yeah, 
Uh, so this movie didn't pique your interest at all? Not really. I, it's like I said on Retro Fandango. It's I feel with Star Wars, I feel like uh, I am Charlie Brown and Star Wars is Lucy with the football. How many times can I go running up to that football thinking I'm going to kick it and Star Wars just pulls it away at the last minute? And I'm, I'm standing, I'm sitting there on my ass looking up at the sky saying, why Why did I fall for this again? But I this think, is I, the I original think the, principles. I, I don't care. I don't care. They're all old. They move on. Like, do something new. Why do we need more Star Wars? Do something new. Let's bring out, like, what is this generation Star Wars? Like, don't you kind of feel, like, a little bit sad for the, for the kids growing up now? They don't really have anything of their own. You know, I think Pixar does an excellent job of coming up with new stuff. But there's really, like, where is their Indiana Jones? Where is their Back to the Future? Where is their Ghostbusters? It's just constantly rehashing the same stuff over and over again. They need to, it should be, like, where's the ideas of, of something brand new for them? Yeah, I guess. Well, they tried that with uh, Jupiter Ascending, didn't they? Didn't they try it all the time, yeah. I not not often enough. I think I don't know. I I don't know why they can't. I I understand like, you know, people won't go see it unless it has some sort of name brand recognition. But part of the problem is that Hollywood's come up with so much crap. Like how many times have you gone to the theater thinking it's going to be good, and you go there and you you sit through all those stupid commercials. You spent eight bucks on the popcorn. You finally sit there. The movie starts. You got to pee. You go for your old man pee break. You come back. You miss the first five minutes. Then you sit through the whole thing, and it's like. I could have just sat at home and watched this. I didn't really need to go to the theater to go see it. You know, like, I don't know. I think just the, the, the movies aren't as good now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not stoked about Star Wars at all. No. I'll see it whenever it comes out on Netflix or DVD or there's an actual real good torrent out there to download of it or something. But uh, to go to the theater... Uh, I'm not interested. It's uh, it's a game changer for revenue. That's for sure. It's I don't think the movie industry can complain about uh, you know ticket sales after this one. Yeah, they're saying like a hundred million dollars just in pre-sale tickets. Wow, it's extraordinary. That's well, the extraordinary. thing is, isn't it sold out until after Christmas in a lot of places? Yeah, I believe that for sure. Yeah. Did you hear uh, Tarantino's feud with the with the film? Do you have that in your notes? Notes? I don't have notes. This is all what I hear. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Do you have that in the pieces of paper you keep looking down at? <laughs> I'm looking down at my legs. Oh, uh, written on your sexy legs. Do you have <laughs> Tarantino's feud with Star Wars? I heard something. Didn't he get bumped or something? Yeah. He had like a deal with some theater in L.A., because his movie, he, he wanted people to see it in 77 or 70 millimeter film or something like that. He's one of those guys, right, that you got to see it in yeah. that certain thing. And Star Wars is meant to be seen in this the same aspect ratio or something like that. So there's only a few theaters out there that can do it. So he had a deal where his movie, or sorry, Star Wars would be in this theater for a week. And then his movie would come in and be in it uh, on the theater for two weeks. And Disney came in and said, you're going to give us all three weeks or we're pulling our one week <laughs> out of there. And the theater said, okay, Disney, where you got the three weeks and his film got bumped. So he's really, he's really annoyed at star Wars right now. 
I think he said that on Stern, didn't he? Yeah, I, I haven't listened to the episode, but I just read an article on it. What do you think about um, Stern renewing his contract, Ev? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I know a lot of people are kind of uh, down on the show right now. Like they're saying it's not as edgy as it used to be and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. If you listen to the show, it's still friggin' it's pretty out there compared to uh, a lot of the vanilla stuff that uh, you listen to in that. But um, I miss a lot of the anger that he used to have. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been debating going back and starting at 2006 and uh, just living those the glory years of the first five years on Sirius there. You know, I I was always the kind of person that would skip over like all the stupid uh, strippers and like you, none of that plays on radio for me anyways. You can't see these girls. And it was kind of, uh, I, I was okay when you got rid of all the TV people and all that because a lot of that, a lot of those strippers and everything coming in and the lesbians and all that was for the TV audience, right? They had to do, they had to have some content to get people to pay for that digital uh, channel, right? so uh i was okay when he got rid of all that stuff and now he just does like those long form interviews they're still really interesting i don't really care if he doesn't ask uh bradley cooper how big his penis is and all that uh he still has a lot more interesting things to talk to bradley cooper about and he's still like those long form interviews are still rock solid they're still like the best he still gets like interesting things like i just listened to him interview christy brinkley you know, someone that you just assume would be a total airhead and all that. And he's, uh, she, he made her interesting. You know, she had like some interesting stuff to, to I talk found that about. interesting for the Billy Joel stuff, but, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I, you know, whatever, all the power to him. I, but there is going to be some sort of television thing worked into this deal too, right? Uh, Bill might know more on that than I do. Well, I've heard that there's some, it's going to work in with some app that works with Sirius and there'll be a video component. And uh, Gary's been heard saying that they're videotaping absolutely everything that goes on in the office again, like in hmm. the back rooms and any extracurricular stuff and the show itself. So I don't know if you're going to live stream video directly to your Sirius, whatever, or if it's just for, uh, you know, the Sirius app on your computer, or if they're going to pump out a whole new Sirius player with a video screen, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not if I'm not looking forward to going back to those hijinks. Honestly, I, I like the show where it is right now. Like Howard seems to be uh, matured quite a bit, and I, I'm digging that. You know, um, so I don't know, because it, it, it seemed like a lot of the stuff that they were doing when they had the cameras, it was hokey stuff. You know, it was done for the sake of that there's cameras there. And uh, without that hijinks in the way, it seems all right. Although I just, just listened to them pour uh, different types of uh, pumpkin beer into Richard's asshole. So. <laughs> well, that never gets old. No. So there is, I guess there is still enough hijinks going on. Yeah, there's a lot of concern that uh, he was making a lot of changes at the Stern show and making it way more mainstream, but and even taking Sal and Richard right out of the picture. But uh, you know, if you're saying they're still in there, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I I I heard all that Artie debate and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What was it? Howard said he was hurt, and Artie got all upset because Artie was hurt, and all this stuff started coming out about the. Uh, 
getting things done people and all that and how it's a cult and it's taking over the show and all this blah. and I'm just, I I don't know I who, I don't know how much of it is true to me all I know is that I'm really digging the show you know I'm really liking where where it is right now I enjoy his interviews uh, I'm enjoying like he still plays a lot of clips and stuff like that that I haven't heard that are funny he's still funny mm-hmm. I don't know I'm still really enjoying the show so whatever well yeah why can't he have Artie back on the show it's like I've been waiting for that for how many years oh man it's been five years now yeah, yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen again something I think, I think he feels partially responsible and or and uh it just seems like you said he's parted ways with a lot of people in the last year or so. I, I can't see anyone ever coming back, or, and especially Artie. But you're right. It'd be I great just, to see him, like, in a, even just, like, come on for a week or come on for three days and just, you know, let's reminisce and let's just chat or even for one day for an interview, right? Imagine the ratings on that. It would be kill. Yeah, yeah I don't get it. Have uh have it on a week where George Takei is back, then bring Artie in. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say never happened. I mean, they did actually have Jackie back at some point, right? So I, I don't know. There, something was said somewhere, I think, that really just pissed Howard off. And uh, I, I don't know. It's not, it, I, I don't think he's saying out of respect for Artie. Or something. I don't know if if because I think there was something where the family kind of blamed the show, like they they uh, were enablers for his uh, behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think it so. scared the hell out of Stern too. Like, yeah, Stern's never been scared like that. Yeah, it is. It is a weird position to be in. I mean, you're in this position where you want the wacky behavior because it works well for the radio, but then again, the wacky behavior kind of um, is that detrimental to the health of, of the person, right? Like you're seeing high pitch Eric go through it right now where he's like this huge whale of a person and he's obviously got some sort of mental problem and they do try to reason with him once in a while. But like, have you guys ever watched uh, Jeff the Drunk's Periscope? Have you ever <laughs> seen that? Have you ever actually taken the time to take a look at that? I've Just seen a brief I like clip, that. Yeah. When you listen to listen to it on the radio on, on the show, it is it is funny. When you watch Jeff the Drunk's Periscope, it is the most saddest thing. It is so pathetic, you know. And part of you feels bad that the enjoyment you're getting out of this is is at the cost of this person. And, and you know you know that the Jeff seems to be fine with this thing, like he's kind of playing into this thing and all that. But it's still really pathetic. Like he's sitting there waiting by the phone, waiting for this radio DJ to pick up on him so they could they could talk, and it's the only thing he's got going on. You know, he's got nothing else going on. It's really, it's kind of sad in a way. Yeah, I, I think it'd be different with the whole or anything though if if it never ended up or almost ended up with uh, the suicide attempt, mm. he'd probably be back on the show. Yeah, I I, I, agree uh, I don't think the drug use was a major well, was a major thing, but not, it wasn't like the final straw. But just him trying to stab himself, and I think that really put the scare in Stern, and he just doesn't want any part of that. So I, I haven't checked out Artie's new podcast that he does by himself, but um, 
I occasionally read the write-ups on it, and it sounds interesting. So maybe I'll I'll put a couple hours in there. But it's just it'd just be nice to see him with the old crew again, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I've only listened to the pilot of his uh, podcast and the episode where he talked about. I think there was two. Ep- it spanned over two episodes where he talked about Howard and, and this whole latest debacle. And it started because he had um, Stuttering John on, right? They're the ones yeah. that were talking about the old days and, and the way the show used to be and all that. And that kind of got all this this uh, rolling. And if you actually listen to what Artie and Stuttering John were talking about, it wasn't it wasn't anything really that bad. It kind of got blown out of proportion in yeah, articles. It got and blown stuff out of like proportion that. by other people that were telling yeah. Howard without Howard actually sitting down and listening to what was yep. said. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's been the Stern show for years and years. Yeah. Stern hears a nibble of someone talking about him and he flies off the handle. But hey, if you want to check out a good Artie episode on his podcast, any any of the ones where he had Gilbert Godfrey on. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> really good imagine. riffing back. Riffing back and forth. Um Joe, did I ask you about if you're gonna see uh, Springsteen in uh February? I just heard that he was coming. Um, oh, God, I'd love to, man. I've only seen him once. But, it's probably uh, too late for you at this point. I think tickets already went on sale. Yeah, they did. And I was just trying to factor in the cost for it, and I don't know who I go see him with. So, now, Doesn't the, uh, the monopoly that Ticketmaster have on these tickets, doesn't that drive you guys nuts that you got to pay, shell out all this money for these stupid tickets? Yeah, I'm almost glad that there's a point where there's very few people I would actually go and see now. Mm-hmm. Like I see Springsteen, I'd go see Neil Young if he came one more time. Yeah. Uh, providing it's not at Massey Hall because you can never get in there. Uh, yeah, maybe one or two more acts. But So really, I'm not that devastated by it. I just I don't listen to people enough anymore that they actually show up in concert, you know? Yeah. Like even uh, uh, ACDC came the last time they came to town. I didn't even bother because I the the time before that in 2008 when they came, I the only way I got tickets was I had to pay fifty dollars to join the ACDC fan club, so I could so I could get you know I could get some tickets. That was the only way. The, the after that, like when they actually went out on sale for general admission, because I tried to go in to get some tickets for some other people, they were sold out in five minutes. This is in 2008. You know, I can only imagine it's gotten worse since then. And it, it's all these bots and everything that are buying it up, including Ticketmaster's own, uh, what is it, StubHub? That they, yeah. they go and they resell their own <laughs> tickets on yeah. at an inflated price. So and I, I, I don't go to shows anymore. I'm like, I, I'm done with like paying through the nose for this stuff. The only thing I will do is I'll go to the casinos uh, if they have a show. Like I went to see ZZ Top at the casino because they're they're you know, their prices are fixed. They're not dealing with Ticketmaster or anything like that. And, uh, you know, cause their whole thing is to get you there to gamble. And I just walk in, see the show and I walk right out. So. Yeah. And you can even go to a casino box office the day of sale. And if you're first in line, you're really the first in line. You're mm-hmm. not competing with the uh, online or telephone or anything. Yeah. So you're not looking forward to any acts this year, Kevin? No, Kevin no, no. I spend, save the money and spend it on games. 
Yeah, I hear. Well, there's got to be somebody. If somebody comes back, you're gonna. You're gonna uh, end up going. No, no. I, I did, like. There's only a few uh, left on my bucket list that I'd like to see. Neil Young is definitely one of them. Um, and that I can't even think of anyone else right now. I pretty much I've seen ACDC a few times. Fozzy's top last year. Uh, well, BB King, he's not going to be touring anytime soon. Um, but yeah, there's really nobody nobody left. I saw Iron Maiden. I would like to see Judas Priest, but uh, and here's the other thing too is for I don't know why concerts take place during the weekdays, why they're not on the weekends. It seems like every time it's a, it's a weeknight, and for me, I'd have to take I'd have to take a day off work because I work evenings, right? And then I got to make sure that Sarah gets back home in time, like it's not too late of a show. Because a lot of these shows don't start until 9 o'clock or whatever, because she's got to get up at 5 in the morning to go to work. So mm. I don't know, the whole thing's just a pain in the ass to go see these shows. Oh, yeah. I think Definitely. they try to focus it around the sporting events in that time. Yeah. Of year, right? So if you want to hit the big stadiums or whatever, then it's, you know, you're either competing with baseball or hockey or basketball or whatever, right? True, yeah. Good thing we're all baseball fans here. I am. Cue up my Jose Batista sound. I don't have the soundboard hip up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, baseball. I don't get baseball. I don't get you guys. You're all hyped up. You're so happy that you guys didn't go to the World Series. I don't know. Everyone was so happy with every win. Yeah. No, you should be angry that you didn't go to the World Series. Not happy that you won whatever playoff round it was. Bill, it's been it's been twenty years. I don't care. There's a big show to see. Not that one. Champagne. Champagne at the end of uh, the regular season. Hockey. It's not hockey. It's baseball. This is why. Completely different. (laughs) Completely (laughs) different. It's not hockey. Hockey. Everybody. uh, Half the teams make it to the playoffs in hockey. Right. So it's like, yeah, you, you play your career and you're in the play. Like, say you, you, you play 15 years in the NHL, probably five or six of those years you're in the playoffs at some point, right? In baseball, guys go their entire careers without getting to the playoffs because there's so few teams that make it in. So it's a huge accomplishment. It's 162 games to win your division. That's a huge accomplishment. That absolutely should be celebrated. It's not like hockey where, oh, we won 40 games? Yeah, all right. We're in the playoffs now. You know, everybody. it's a Canadian sport. Everybody wins. Everybody gets a little badge and a sticker. This is baseball. <laughs> it's American sport. It is limited to who gets in there. So I have no problem with them celebrating at all. It's all those hockey nitniks out there that look at that and get all upset. You'll never make it to the big show if you're not – they did twice. They did. Eyes. They did in 1992, and they celebrated just as much as they did this year when they won the division. And they did it again in 1993. Hmm. No, no hockey nudnik is going to tell me that it's not okay <laughs> to celebrate. It's right, Joe? Okay. It's okay, I'm right, right there Joe? With you, All there. right. See, that's because Joe's a baseball fan. He knows. He knows how hard it is. It's a long season. That's right. So every every step of the way is a milestone. Not just 80 games. And and plus, like, you know, hockey, it's all about being bigger and faster, right? And it, whoever has the most energy and all that. In baseball, there is, it's all about who's hot, how much luck you have going your way, all this stuff. Like, it, it's it's a really a momentum thing. And you got to carry that momentum into the next, 
into the next series. So celebrating that win helps them carry that into the next series. It only benefits them. Nobody has won a World Series by not celebrating winning the division and winning, winning their – they all do it, every single one of them. It happens every year. The, the Kansas City Royals celebrated their division, and they still won the World Series this year. Well, if I was running a team, it wouldn't happen. That's for yeah, sure. And, you, and your team wouldn't win. Your team wouldn't win the World <laughs> Series. Kansas City Royals did it this year. They did it. They, they celebrated their division just as much as the Blue Jays did, and they won the World Series. That, it has nothing to do with it. It's nothing. ridiculous. What if they're spraying down the whole room – and uh, five players get taken out with injury because they slipped on champagne. It doesn't happen. It didn't happen. Broke their eyeballs on. It didn't happen. It doesn't happen. It didn't happen to Kansas City, and they still won the World Series. It's never happened. What, what are you talking? What are you complaining about? You're so see. That's that's a problem, man. People are so focused on something that's just not a problem. It's not an issue. <laughs> it's not a problem. What is a problem is that they. They got to sign some better players for next year. They need to sign some pitchers. That's a problem. You know, that's something that people should be focused on. Not whether or not they celebrate it or not. Is that baseball talk done now or what? You, sh- you shut him up, Jeff. <laughs> knock you knock it down. I, I, you know what? I practiced at it because I get it all the time. I go into the, the every, everybody's a hockey nerd, Nick, at work, right? Nobody follows baseball, so I constantly have to set these people straight. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, I saw it as disgraceful. So disgraceful to who? To what? To sporting. To the to honor. Honor. Yep. Kev, we'll hit up a game next year, okay? That uh, sounds like a plan. So, so when Kansas City did it, but still won the World Series, they weren't disgracing anybody, or or that was disgracing honor. Like, what honor is there? Like, what, no what honor is... in baseball. It's no honor. No one wants to win. They just want a paycheck, and that's it. Oh, paycheck you can say champagne. You could say that about any sport. Any sport. These guys, these guys work hard, man. They are they are athletes in in any sport. They work so hard to get there, and then they finally get there. I mean, the paycheck is nice, sure, but I didn't see anybody dogging it during the playoffs. I didn't see anybody dogging it at all during the regular season. They took a couple of games off after they won the division, which was very warranted. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you watch the games, I... Would they have been in a better position going into playoffs if they didn't take those couple of games off? uh, In theory, Mm. I suppose. Mm -hmm. I suppose. But they needed a break, man. Like, it's it's 162 games, man. It's not... It's a huge accomplishment. And yeah. who knows? They might have actually done worse because they needed some time to I, – I, look, you don't know everything that's going on, right, in the dugout and everything like that. I guarantee you those guys needed a little bit of break. They needed it. If they didn't need it, they probably would have went on. But, you know, a lot of them had nagging injuries and all that. So, first of all, the, when they won the division, it was during a doubleheader. They played two games that day. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course, and then the the very next game was at noon the next day. It was a very short turnaround. So, of course, they're going to need a break there. Of course, you know. So, I can't I can't knock them. I can't knock them at all. Yeah, I couldn't believe it uh, when Joe told me they were playing both those games in the same day. Yeah. But, of course, they're just catching a suntan out in right field anyways. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. You know, so. it, without, any days, without any days off like you do in hockey. <laughs> You know, they don't have, like, training days and, and three days off in between games like you do in hockey where you can sit and rest and relax and 
let you let you heal up. You got to go out and play the next day. There's no training day. There's no practice camp. Their practice is batting practice before the game, which they don't do in hockey. <laughs> I'm sorry we got to end this episode. We got Mars all <laughs> riled up. <laughs> Good to go. Don't get me started. Take out his frustrations on a video game now after this. Yeah. So I got to get ready for work, man. <laughs> <laughs> we give you the Fandango treatment today. Yeah, speaking of double headers. Wow. <laughs> All right, Joe, do your do your All spiel, right. man. Keep your pants on. Okay, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Uh wasn't said at the start of this one either, but uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to STC Pod, episode number 64. You can find and follow us on Twitter at STC Pod. That's the account that Bill handles for us. Check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can check out our website, which is uh, www.stcpod.com. You can check out mine at www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. That's where you can also find my other podcast, uh, Transformers and Beer. You can check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. Uh, find us on Podbean, stcpod.podbean.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave a one-sentence review on iTunes for us. And you can find us, uh, you can find our podcast and blogs, along with many other great shows, on www.cartridgeclub.org. And uh, Kev, tell the fine people where they can check you out at. Um. I guess, uh, yeah, just www.cartridgeclub.org, just like you said, right there. Buried on Mars, all my videos are there. And the Retro Fandango podcast, it's all right there. And go check out some other fine uh, content by a lot of other people, like Duke from Retro Nonsense. And hopefully by the time you hear this, the Q-Dogs will be on there. I'm going to have to wrestle Dean before he takes off to Mexico to uh, get him to add the Q-Dogs on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I definitely want to say uh, congratulations to you and Voxy over there at the Fandango for putting some consistent, awesome episodes out there. Even though you rile on me uh, on those episodes quite a bit. Rile? What? Yeah. I don't know. I get thrown under the bus quite a bit. I don't know why, but uh, it's good shit, man. Do you got any big episodes you want to tease or anything? Uh, well, we got uh, our Rambo episode coming up in February. Uh, we're watching all the Rambo movies, and we're going to be talking about that. Um, that's pretty much it. We've just been uh, we just been winging it <laughs> lately. Um, it's it's the the one cool thing is that Rambox has kind of discovered like we we've had to record in the morning for the longest time, and he's done a little switcheroo where he gets up early in the morning now, so we can record in the evening. So we're going to be approaching some people that we haven't been able to approach because they haven't been available in the morning, especially people on the West Coast and whatnot. So we should be having a, a batch of uh, fresh new guests uh, coming up on the show. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah. Rambo. Well, yeah. Maybe that uh, you'll have more info on the TV show by then. Yeah, hopefully more is said about it. You know, I, I, I heard that it was supposed to be his son, right? John Rambo, John Rambo Jr. is supposed to be taken over or something like that. There's a lot of rumors flying around right now, so who knows? Yeah, everyone everyone has a son that's taking over the reins. Yeah. All right, well, man, thanks know, again. Actually, you know what? I might have that confused. It might be the diehard. 
Maybe well, I'm wrong about that. Who knows? <laughs> it is diehard, but I'm sure Rambo has a son as well. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on, man, and sitting in our third chair and keeping things entertaining. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, uh, you know, everyone's fighting to be on episode sixty-nine, but uh, being on episode sixty-three and sixty-four—that's pretty—that's pretty damn cool. I'd say that's cooler. It's a whole new thing, yeah. First person to return and do multiple episodes. Uh, Cartridge Canucks going to go crazy when he sees that. I know. And, that's great. Uh, I think yeah. we make a good uh, menage a trois. Maybe maybe not every week, but once in a while. But, uh, Works out nice. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Joe, is that it for you? That's I'm it. good. Yeah, Wrapped thanks up. again, Kev. Love having you on, man. Anytime you want, just let us know. Hey, anytime you, you need me, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll, I haven't said it in a while, so I'm going to do it this time. Post it and post it.